0: Welcome to a spread dead life with HMI. Stay tuned for an anointed word by Pastor Stephen Hockey. We hope this session builds your faith. Enjoy. Good day, everyone. Welcome to Healing Ministries International. I'm Stephen Hockey. I want to dive almost straight into the word again. We have so much to cover today. Last week we were speaking about and started this series, Are You Listening? And we're speaking about the, we're starting to speak about the 12 ways through which God speaks to us. Yes, God can speak to us in any way that he chooses. So we don't limit God by 12 ways. But these are 12 ways that are more common ways that God will speak to us. So just a quick recap. Last week we spoke about the first three ways and... I would probably say the most important three ways in which God speaks to us, which number one is His Word. God speaks through His Word, and it's always important to read our Bible, study the Word of God, because it is so fresh, full of revelation, insight, guidance in every aspect. We remember what we said, Jesus is the Word, came and became flesh, and we still read Him today, and He still speaks to us today through His Word. Number two, through the precious Holy Spirit that speaks to us and guides us with that still, you know, with that, that conviction in our spirits, you know, He guides us into the direction, He leads us, you know, uh, what, He came in three reasons to convict the world of sin, righteousness and judgment okay that's what we spoke about and he will illuminate the world he will change our behavior he will draw us to jesus and these are ways that the holy spirit speaks to us and then number three was through prayer speaking in tongues but also praying which activates communication with the father amen so that's what we spoke about last week and I'm excited for this week because this week we are going to get into three new topics and it's going to be number one which I want to start off is which a lot of people struggle with and it's called the still small voice of God. The still small voice of God is probably... I would say one of the ones that people don't understand because it's one of those that their minds get in the way. They they try and overthink it. They, they they complicate the way in which the Lord speaks to us. This is probably the second most common way I would say that the Lord speaks to us. It's just that still small voice. And uh, for many years, even when growing up, I, I was struggling with that question you know what does that mean what what does it mean when God speaks to you does he speak in your mind is it your thoughts how does it sound like and it truly is something that cannot be taught but it is something that needs to be experienced because I was always wondering you know how does God speak in my head let me give you a quick example if God speaks in your head, you will know it's God because it only He only speaks good things about you, and He'll give you guidance. For example, if I, if something in my head says to do something evil, well, obviously it's not God. <laughs> if, if something leads me to draws me towards sin, that is obviously maybe a demonic spirit or Satan trying to lure me into a, a different direction. It cannot be God. So it's not the still small voice of God. If something inside of me says you're hungry obviously, God's not going to tell me I'm hungry. uh, That's my conscious speaking. So we have to recognize when the Lord speaks. The Lord will speak to you, and it it will almost be like conversation through experience. And uh, many years ago, I remember I was wondering and thinking, Lord, how do you speak to me? And he was speaking to me, but I didn't realize it until one day, how do they say, the penny dropped. And I realized God is speaking to me right now. And that is something that comes to experience. And then all of a sudden I realized, hey, he was actually speaking to me all along. I just failed to recognize when he spoke. And I want to quickly just point out in... um, I'm not going to read a lot of scripture. We have too much to get through today. But if we look at 1 Kings, you know, let's say chapter 17, 18, 19, we we read about Elijah, okay? Elijah, the prophet Elijah, how he goes uh, from speaking to, to King Ahab and a lot of things, and God gives him guidance. So for homework, go read. Chapters 17, 18, 19 to see and start getting an understanding of the still small voice of God and how he speaks to us. Because you'll see from speaking to a king that especially God commanded him, go speak to the king, go tell him about the the drought that is about to hit the nation. And what happened was that Ahab, King Ahab, was one of the most evil rulers of that time. You can go go study it, he was a ruthless king. But God told him uh, God told Elijah to go and speak to the King, and there was a boldness that arose within Elijah that he went and stood before this ruthless king and spoke boldly the truth he didn't Uh, how do we say, watered down the word that God told him to speak. He spoke with boldness and accuracy that which the Lord told him to speak. Again, still small voice guiding him to where so it gave him boldness to speak to the king. It continues in chapter uh, 18, we find that God speaks to um, Elijah multiple times concerning the rain, concerning the bold prophets when he called down fire from heaven. A lot of things happen where you will see that every time God spoke to Elijah, it equipped him, it ignited something in his spirit to do what the Lord told him to do. And that is what happens when the still small voice of God is ignited in us and we we hear his guidance, he tells us to do something, we are backed up by the voice of heaven we are backed up by how can i say the mark of of god because he will then help you through it because he won't put you on a path to set you up for failure he will back you up with a success following because he is uh, he's true to his word true to his promises he won't send you into a battle for you to die if he sends you into a battle he'll carry you through that battle that is the promise of the lord so if i want to just also say if you go on to chapter nineteen of uh, the First Kings, chapter nineteen, you find something amazing happening. It's very strange, actually. You find the boldness of Elijah, chapter eighteen and seventeen, and then all of a sudden there's a shift in his attitude. He, in chapter eighteen, he literally called down fire from heaven. He killed four hundred bold prophets. He, you know, he outran the 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 king's horse. Uh, after that storm came, he was running and he was just so full with the power of God, with his presence. Then in chapter 19, there's a switch because uh, Jezebel, the, the wife of King Ahab, then you know, has a threat on Elijah. And what does he do? He runs away and he hides himself in the wilderness because he was scared of her threat. Not remembering what the Lord has told him. So what happens when we stop listening to the voice of God, we stop listening to the voice of reason, as I like to call it, the still small voice, something dies within us. There is a boldness that fades away, and we stop, start missing the truth. But let's continue reading. So if you continue reading uh, chapter 19, you'll find that Elijah goes through this depressed state and the Lord has to reach him out again. And let's see how the still small voice from a place of being scared, broken down, not knowing what to do, will empower him again to push him on to do the, the work that he was called to do. So in 1 Kings 19, and we'll read from verse 11, 1 Kings 19 verse 11, I gave a quick recap or a quick background story of what happened so that you can understand. So 1 Kings 19 verse 11, to 13. Then he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. Again, a, this was a command given by an angel. If you go read, the the angel spoke to Elijah and told him, listen, go and Go and stand before the mountain and behold, look what happened. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke rocks in pieces before the Lord. Imagine that There, Elijah, the angel commands him to stand before this mountain and all of a sudden this wind comes and it literally shatters the mountain in front of him. I, I don't know about you, but that's uh, uh, quite a scary yet exciting experience with the Lord. But he continued, it says, But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in an earthquake. So the ground began to shake. And after the earthquake a fire, so that out of the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire a still small voice. So what is he saying? If you, if you look, a lot of people get so confused by hearing the voice of God. They, they want the storm. They want the fire. They, they want something to happen to move them into a direction because a lot of people, they, they ignore the still small voice of God, but they want this amazing thing to happen to get them to go and do something. But listen to this. He was not in the wind. What does that mean? Your strength is not in the power. Listen to this. Your source is not found in your strength, but it's found in the still small voice of God. Listen to that. A lot of people think their source of strength is from the power. That is given to them but that is not their source of strength your source of strength is not in power your source of strength is in what the word of god says what the lord is speaking over you that is what god was saying he's like listen you know there's wind there's a crashing there's power but that is not where i am in i'm not in that and he continues and he says i am not in the earthquake listen god is busy shaking a lot of people's foundation because he the source of of God, you know the the or the source of your strength is not found in knowledge. The source many people's foundations are going to be broken because they think the more they get into the word, the more knowledge they gain, the more human wisdom they gain, the 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 stronger they're going to become. But God is not in that. Listen to me clearly. Because a lot of people, the more full they get with the the knowledge of the word, the more puffed up they become, the more proud they become, the more they think, well, I've got this figured out because I've studied a lot. No, that is not where the Lord is. Number three, he was not in the fire. God was reminding Elijah of past victories. Remember, he called down fire from heaven in chapter 18. And God was saying, "This, this is not the source of your strength. Your, the source of your strength is not found in past victories. It's not found in knowledge and it's not found in power. But your strength is found in the word of the Lord. It's found in that still. That's why when he continues, he's saying, the still, small voice. When God speaks to you, come on, when God speaks to you, there is a power and a boldness that will rise up within you like never before. Because God is your source. He is your source. You know, when God spoke in Genesis, you know, the source of the birds, you know, is the sky. The source of the, the fish is the water. and But if you go look at what was the source of man that it was God. The, your source comes from Him. He is your strengthener. He is the one who empowers you. Not the gift that you know comes from the Holy Spirit, which is great. It's awesome. Yes, don't misunderstand me. It's wonderful, but that is not your source. Your source comes from the Lord and from the still small voice. So don't let Jezebel, <laughs> don't let any person, don't let any circumstance get you down like it did Elijah, but let the still small voice of God keep you strong, keep you empowered, keep you you motivated because he'll keep you going like never before it's in the still small voice of god you will find future victories guidance and your future and you'll start expanding onto the kingdom of god you'll start expanding onto your family and you'll start expanding into every aspect of your life like never before L- listen to me it's when you go into the quiet room we, we spoke about that uh, last week praying and hearing the still small voice of god it's hearing him speak that will get you to change and to start doing and acting upon the Word of God. It's not n- m- Many people can read the Word of God, but that does not change them. It is being able to listen to the guidance of the still small voice inside of you, the Lord speaking to you while you're reading the Word, that will get you to activate and stand on that Word and activate your faith and go and do something about it. Amen. So that was number four, the fourth way that God speaks to us. And with the, the time, I, I feel like I'm I'm taking so much away from you guys because I want to say so much more, but I do not have a lot of time. But number five is this. Number five, the fifth way that God speaks to us is in an audible voice. So the, the fourth way was a still small voice. The fifth way that God can speak to us is in an audible voice. And the sad thing is that I've heard a lot of people say that God does not speak in this way today anymore and i'm sorry but i cannot believe in any theology that limits god because god can do as he please when he wants to he is not limited god god is god <laughs> it, it's very uh, you know I, I find it so confusing actually to think that man can limit god but we cannot limit god god can do whatever he wants to and do as he please so in the Bible, we found multiple times God speaking in an audible voice. And some people even say that God only spoke in an audible voice in the Old Testament, that there's no, none in the New Testament where God speaks in an audible voice, which is completely ridiculous because I'm going to show you as well now quickly a couple ways that God spoke. So God spoke to Adam and Eve. Okay, number one, he called out to Adam and so Adam could hear him speak. Abraham, God visited Abraham and spoke clearly to Abraham. We know that that is actually of the very few uh, times when God actually came down. The father, uh, Yahweh came down and actually spoke. He actually spoke to Abraham. And then Moses, as well, on the mountain, God, he was speaking mouth-to-mouth, face-to-face with the Father. He was, he was hearing the audible voice of God. Yes, the audible voice of God is a more rare occurrence. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying, you know, go and continue seeking to hear the audible voice of God. God speaks to us in many different ways, and he'll give us guidance. He, but he will choose when to speak to someone in an audible voice and it will most of the time be because there's something really important it needs to happen and the direction has to be so clear so he'll speak in an audible voice so it's not misunderstood or misguided or uh, you know misleading to people so he'll speak so that people know that that he has spoken many times it even happens in your head this is not the same as still small voice because still small voice it's almost you in your spirit you you hear it um, but sometimes you'll just hear that you'll turn around, it's like someone called your name, or you'll hear that God has actually spoken you. Yeah, it's so loud, no one around you has heard it, but it's in your head, and God has spoken to you with an audible voice. And we also see with Jesus, when Jesus got baptized uh, in the water by John the Baptist, as soon as he came up out of the water, the heavens opened, and what had happened? The Lord spoke and said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Okay, so everyone in that area heard that God had spoken. So it is an audible voice of God. New Testament, just saying. And then we also find with James... Uh, John James and Peter, when God took them up into on on the mountain when when Jesus you know had the transfiguration and he revealed himself to uh, to Peter and them, and what happened was again um, the midst of God came in and and the Father was there, and again he spoke, and he said, "This is my beloved son, um, hear him, and that is what he said. He spoke, and we all know that uh, Peter and them just fell on the ground, and they they couldn't stand under the presence of God, so God yes. He can speak in a very audible voice if He chooses to. But again, I'm not going to say go run after and try and hear the audible voice of God. God speaks to us through His Word and through a lot of avenues. And He'll speak in an audible voice if He needs to. Okay, number six. And this will be the last point I touch on today. And it's that God speaks through His people. And this is going to touch on three points. If God speaks through His people, there is prophets or prophecy, if we can say it like that, God will speak through his leaders um, the church, the pastors, whatever, home cell group leaders, uh, God will speak through them, uh, and also God will speak through uh, even random people, but let's get into it. So the first one I want to touch on is prophecy, because God speaks through, um, I would say this is more of the more, more common ones as well, because a lot of people prophesy the gift of prophecy, and then you also get the the, prophets, uh, the office of the prophet. Uh, I want to speak a bit more actually on prophecy, the gift of prophecy. I, I don't want to teach on the, the the office of the prophet today. So Uh, We're going to get more into this now, Uh, but I want to say before I continue on God speaks to people, this is of the more common ways God speaks, but I will say this is the most difficult way through which to hear from God, because we allow, this physical man allows Whatever I feel about a person to limit what I receive from that person. So for example, if if a, a prophet comes or someone prophesies over you or even a pastor comes and speaks over you concerning the word of God, if we do not honor that person, if we do not honor the gift on their life, we will not be able to receive from them. So if I do not honor that person, I despise that person, I do not like that person, when they speak over me, I'm going to already cut it off because I do not believe what that person has said. Because I've let my, my mind, my body, my emotions get in the way of me hearing from the voice of God. And that is why this is the most difficult way of hearing from the Lord. Because people let their emotions get in the way of hearing from God. And they think certain people aren't good enough to hear from God and be a vessel uh, for God to, to speak through which is very sad. Remember when a prophecy comes your way, when someone speaks something concerning the word of God to you or a prophecy or promise or whatever, whatever the case may be, you do not judge the person but you judge the word. You hold the word accountable to the word of God and not the person. If the if the word that the person has spoken contradicts the word of God, the life of Jesus, then you cut it off. If it is complemented and it, it, it agrees with the word of God, you can take that word for yourself and say that is from the Lord. But if it's contrary to the word of God, you discard of it. Okay, That is just a... A very important key because a lot of people like to prophesy death and a lot of other nonsense that um, we, we don't listen to. Like if someone says, uh, you, you, you're going um, to be in an accident within the next couple months. You cut that off in the name of Jesus because that is not in line with the word of God. Okay. So just remember that one. I want to read quickly in Amos 3 verse 7. It says this. Sure, surely... The Lord God does nothing unless He reveals His secrets to His servants, the prophets. So God still speaks to the prophets today. That also never stopped. A lot of people think that uh, that was something only for the past. No, it's still for today. God still speaks to His prophets. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1 to 3 says, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. So we are all called to prophesy and flow in the gift of prophecy. I'm not talking about the office of the prophet, but we are all called to prophesy we are all called to work through the gift of the holy spirit that is prophecy okay it continues but especially that you may prophesy for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to god for no one understands him however in the spirit he speaks mysteries we spoke about this last week but it continues but he who prophesies speaks edification exhortation and comfort to men so what is the purpose of prophecy, the gift of prophecy. Number one, it is to edify, edify us and edify the church. What does that mean? It is it is to build us up, to lift us up. That is the purpose of the gift of prophecy. Exhortation. An address or communication empathetically urging someone to do something. So a prophecy will push you in a direction. Maybe someone needed guidance and the Lord will use someone to prophesy over you so that you can then go and do what God has commanded you to do. Number three, it is to bring comfort. Again, what I said earlier, if someone prophesies death over you, you cut it off because the gift of prophecy is to bring comfort and not destruction. It is the easing or the uh, alleviation of a person's feelings of grief or distress. So even if there's a time of grief, God will bring prophecy to bring comfort. If someone is grieving in in whatever loss of a family, there's a lot of things that people can grieve over. But the Lord will bring comfort through prophecy as well. So it's what? To build us up, to lift us up to give us direction, and to comfort us. That is the the purpose. So how can we ensure, and I want to give you a quick four tips on how we can ensure prophecy to become a reality in our lives. You can write this down. Number one, you have to recognize the prophet or identify the prophet. You have to be able to recognize them and the gift that is on their lives. Number two, you have to be willing to receive from that pro- prophet or that person that is prophesying over you. If you do not, uh, if you're not willing to receive from them, you won't get anything from them. Number three, take clear note on what is being said. If you're gonna in a while someone is prophesying over you, you're gonna miss the prophecy. Listen to what is being spoken so that you can remember it, even write it down so that you cannot make mistakes concerning the prophecy that was spoken over you. Number four, put the faith to the prophecy. You have to eventually put it into action. If you have been prophesied over that you have healing hands, which we all have, (laughs) but if you have been prophesied to go heal the sick, if you've been prophesied to actually maybe you are a prophet or you've been, whatever the case may be, You have to put that into action. If the word is given for you to do that, go and do that. Go lay your hands on someone. Go see them be healed. Go see God use you in this area of your life because it's been prophesied. Okay, so that was um, four quick tips to just how to let a prophecy become a reality in our lives. Okay, so the second point that I wanted to speak concerning people is that God speaks through his leaders and his church. So what will happen is say the Lord will give... A pastor, a sermon, and then through that sermon, that is meant for the congregation because he has something to say to them. So God speaks through the sermon to his people. Also, at e-groups, you know, whatever is being taught, that the Lord has placed it on their hearts, and that we then give it over and then we teach it because it's a word from God that he wants to speak to his people for them to grow. For them to change maybe something for for whatever the case may be, the Lord will speak through his leaders. And then lastly, the Lord will speak. Actually, actually, before we go on to the last one, I want to read First Thessalonians 2 verse 13, because this is powerful. First Thessalonians 2 verse 13 says, For this reason, we are also we also thank God without ceasing, because we when you receive The word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. Amen. Praise the Lord. So it's not from men. Remember, it's from God. Yes, God uses man, but the word is from God. Remember, if you cannot bring honor to a person, if you cannot bring honor to them, you will never be able to taste of the anointing that is on their life. Taste of the gift that is on their lives. If I, if a healing evangelist come and I despise the healing evangelist, I do not bring honor to that evangelist. I cannot tap into that healing anointing. Same with a, a, a prophecy or uh, you know whatever the case may be whatever gifts are flying be it miracles discerning of spirits dreams visions you cannot tap into a person's gift if you do not bring honor to them that was for free amen and the last one god can speak through ordinary people god can use anyone to speak to us be it knowingly or unknowingly have you ever had the urge to call someone and just ask them how how it's going with them or you just felt in your heart you know uh, you know, I just need to call my friend. I just feel like something's wrong. That is the Lord using you to call someone because He has something to tell them. Or someone just comes to you randomly and gives you a compliment. That is the Lord who has placed it on their hearts to speak to you in that time because He felt that you needed to hear a word of, or of uh, how to of edifying or like. Uh, encouragement that you need it for the day. Amen. So people will be used by God without them even knowing it. And you've been used by God without you even knowing it, that God has maybe put you in a place where you were speaking into someone's life at the perfect time that God needed to say something to that person that they needed to, to hear. Amen. Well, I, wanna, I think the, the time is up. So, again, three ways God speaks to us. Extra ways is through still small voice through the audible voice of God, and then thirdly, through people. And uh, remember, God wants to use you. God wants to speak through you. Father, I pray right now, Lord, that you bless every individual watching this program, Lord. May they hear your voice more clearly. May they be led and guided by you every single day in the name of Jesus. Bless them. Bless them in everything that they do in the mighty name of Jesus. We'll catch you again next week. Remember to follow us on Facebook. On, uh, we are on Instagram. You can visit our website at www.deonhockey.org. And then also we are on Telegram. You can go check us out and follow the link on our website and join us on Telegram. God bless you all. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. You can make a difference by partnering with us, a ministry with a heart for the lost. You can sow or partner by visiting our website, dionhockey.org. You will also receive exclusive content from the ministry as a thank you from Pastor Dion Hockey. Remember to subscribe and follow our social media pages for updates, sermons and more information about the ministry. Thank you for listening and see you next time.